Hey, Chris Barnes here and welcome to Amplified Wellness. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest all the way from Austin, Texas. She is the CEO of Paleo Effects, the world's largest paleo and ancestral health gathering. Michelle Norris, thank you so much for being on Amplified Wellness. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I'm excited to be here. That's that's awesome. Michelle, I was recently listening to... Uh, a influential radio podcast and you're a guest on there and you uh, were talking about this sad diet and it really resonated with me. It's a term that I hadn't really heard too often over here in Australia. Uh, sounded pretty grim, not, not, not a great diet, but um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us uh, in, in this country and, and over there in the States are following this sad type of diet. Can you get started and just tell us a, a bit more about what this sad diet is? Yes. So uh, SAD diet, standard American diet. I think that can actually work, obviously, for Australia's standard. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, might be a little bit um, more healthy than we are, but um, the standard American diet is um, highly processed, lots of sugar, lots of additives, lots of grain, refined um, carbohydrates, and um, really just a very unhealthy diet. And it's not um, what we were evolved and meant to eat. Um, so obviously, whole unprocessed foods are the, the types of foods that we really want to be eating for optimal health. And so, um, yeah, standard American diet, sad. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can claim that one, like you said, standard Australian diet. I think we're, we're not far behind uh, America with some of those health conditions. And I guess um, what you're doing, which is an amazing job with uh, paleo effects, is just yeah, educating people on, on that ancestral health and, and, and paleo and keto and functional medicine, which is amazing. Uh, not, not a lot of uh, Australians, when I chat to them, know about paleo effects. And I guess um, part of this uh, podcast is a great opportunity to yeah, open up uh, their ears to, to the world of paleo and keto. It, it's a very um, thrown around term these days. A lot of people are using paleo keto, but I, I think there's still a, a lot of gray area in between um, their, their understanding. So um, both your, your husband, Keith, uh, and you had some health concerns. I believe um, you were probably following a, a, a sad diet, maybe at, at some degree. Is that correct? Oh, I absolutely was. So before I became paleo, um, I'm a trained chef. And so my specialty as a chef is Italian. So I... Um, made my own pizza and pasta dough. So obviously lots of refined carbohydrates. Um, we didn't eat a lot of junk food, so we weren't eating a whole lot of processed food, but when you're eating that much refined carbohydrates you're, and putting that much grain into your body, um, you can't help but have some inflammation and some issues going on. So whenever I um, actually decided to go paleo, I had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, IBS, which is uh, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome, CFS. Um, I had been diagnosed with early onset rheumatoid arthritis, which uh, as it turns out, that was a misdiagnosis. I do not have rheumatoid arthritis because everything went away as soon as um, three weeks after um, wow. I was paleo. So all of that was gone. Keith actually had a an um, an issue with high blood pressure, uh, genetic high blood pressure, and actually it corrected itself after he went paleo, and he's never had high blood pressure since. So it's been a really great um, 
for us both um, health-wise. Keith is extremely healthy. He's always been really in tune with his diet, with his working out. Clearly, um, anybody that knows him knows how he is about all of that stuff. So for him to have a high blood pressure was really concerning to him because nothing changed it. Not um, He changed like um, salt, all the things that they tell you to do, the coffee, which everybody that knows Keith also knows that Keith is a huge coffee drinker. Um, <laughs> he actually has coffee with his coffee. Oh, so, nice. I like Keith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a little bit of coffee with his coffee. And so he, um, he just really could not get that under control, no matter what he seemed to do, until he actually changed and went into a um, paleo diet because... Um, it was all the refined carbohydrates, um, you know, the pizza, pasta dough, all of that stuff. Even though I'm making all of that by hand and we mm. ate almost all of our dinners at home, very rarely ate out, um, very rarely had any kind of junk food or any kind of fast food at all. Um, we would have the occasional, um, like, um, sub sandwiches or whatever. We yeah, went, yeah. we were big Jersey Mike fans, huge Jersey <laughs> Mike fans and fans and so um just having changing and moving that out of his diet because he was his diet's really super dialed in always has been yeah um, just changing that really was able to affect and help him get his blood pressure under control that's incredible and, and for yourself to see those changes within three weeks is astounding yes it, it was goes to... crazy and then <laughs> this is the other thing so when you are on a standard american diet um even if it's a standard Australian diet, um, <laughs> you are um, on that diet, and particularly as women, you yo-yo a lot in your weight. So in my um, closet, I had anything from a size six to a size 12 because I would yo-yo and go back and forth. And what was interesting is um, over a six week period, I had was, my size was going back down and I was getting into actually I got into a size four for a while. That's not actually, I don't think that's healthy for me. I don't yeah. look at a size four and I think that's not a good weight for me health-wise but I wasn't really I wasn't really paying attention at that point I was just eating a paleo diet and really I know um no um added sugars no um refined carbohydrates and I was just really dialed into um a little bit of fruit some nuts and seeds uh vegetables and meat and so um what was interesting our son plays um or did play, he's grown now. Um, he <laughs> um, select baseball back at the during that time, and we were out of season when I started the paleo diet. And I had probably been paleo for about six weeks. We had not seen any of the um, team members or any of the parents or anything for about twelve weeks. And so um, when we came to the very first game of the season. When we came in, everybody was like, oh, my God, you look amazing. You've lost so much weight. You look so healthy. You look so, you know, so vibrant. And, yeah. and they were like, what are you doing? And that was it. I was only doing paleo. I wasn't trying to lose weight. It just happened naturally because I was eating foods that were my body was meant to eat. And my body was capable of processing and actually taking the nutrients that it needed and getting rid of the stuff that it didn't. And it was just, and I became very fat adapted at that point. No, that's amazing. Look, I, my wife and I, we work in the fitness health and fitness industry. We, we own a gym and we see the, the struggles that members have just trying to get their body composition in line just with training and training. So for all of the, the listeners that are trying to get uh, some change with body composition, 
potentially a, a paleo-style uh, eating regimen may be the, the best place to start. And uh, with uh, the transition for Keith and, and yourself, so obviously you, your specialty in Italian cuisine, which is carbs, 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 was there some uh, hiccups along the way, some, some speed bumps to moving um, some of those high-carb high preferences um, actually, out of your diet? <laughs> when I first went paleo, no, there was no, I didn't divert from it at all. Um, what was interesting, because I felt so good, I stopped yeah. having... I stopped being, I was literally, before I went paleo, was literally in pain every single time I ate. Mm. And so, um, and then, um, and then I also, the brain fog went away because, wow. and then I started not having, I also had a lower back pain that I actually really didn't recognize until it went away. So I had that and then I had a lot of joint pain. My knees really swelled and had I had some real serious issues. So for me, gluten actually showed up in my joints and everything. So I felt so good, there was no way mm. I was gonna go. But what was for me, the, the situation that happened for me was I was in a state of denial and I was very angry that I had to cut these foods that I love from my diet in order to be healthy. I was really mad at the time. And so, um, and I had this whole thought process as about at some point I'm going to be able to figure out how to put these things back into my diet. That was where <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be able to figure this out and I'm going to, you know, defy every yeah, yeah. <laughs> out there and I'll be able to figure out how to put it back in my diet. Well, what was, so I was not happy about it. I was pretty angry. I came into paleo kind of kicking and screaming. But the day that we went to that that um, baseball game and all the parents were were talking about how good I looked and how um, how I lost so much weight and I had not tried. I had gone through periods of time where I was trying desperately to lose weight and could not lose weight and was you know starving myself, doing all the sh shit you're not supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was doing all that. So that that was like the light bulb moment for me. That was when I realized at that moment this is information that could actually really help people and could actually make losing weight and actually getting healthy a lot simpler process and a lot easier. And then at that point, I really didn't, uh, did not, I just really don't have a taste for it very much anymore. So if I went Italian now, I love cauliflower crust pizza. Love it. Yeah. Um, I love, I actually prefer like zoodles, um, with any of my pasta. I prefer that actually to, um, I prefer the taste and I actually prefer it to um, having actual roll pasta. Now I enjoy um, Capello's occasionally. Capello's makes a really good um, pasta, the substitute, you know, a kind of a substitute that's made more out of flour and all of that stuff. Okay. Not, not, um, not, no gluten, obviously. But um, and so I enjoy that from time to time. But I, st I still don't feel great on it like I do yeah. when I do zoodles because you still are putting some refined. Um, flowers and even though they're they are grain free and all of that and they're um, they're actually good for you for me they just don't work as well because that's still a carb that doesn't work well well for me so I don't recover as well but every once in a while I'll enjoy it and I'll and I'll savor it and I'll be okay and I'm you know just move on but um, yeah. zoodles zoodles are they uh, zucchini noodles yes yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I figured so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're fantastic. Yeah, well, I use them as a substitute in our spaghetti. 
Um, yes. There you go. For, for the Aussie listeners, Zoodles, uh, Zucchini Noodles. <laughs> that's I'm awesome. Sorry. I didn't think about that. I just think that's like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah, Zucchini Noodles. It's a great name. <laughs> it might fly here. When you make noodles out of yellow squash, is it Squoodles? I don't know. I mean, like, oh, <laughs> potentially, potentially. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I guess. Um, for, for some of the listeners that have um, children, and, and I've got um, a four-year-old boy and a, a one-and-a-bit-year-old girl, um, some of the challenges that we have, we, we know that we should be reducing the refined carbohydrates and things, but the convenience factor and the behavioural side of things comes into play. Do you have any tips for, for moving away from those kind of foods uh, as, a, as a chef, so like crackers and things like that? Oh yeah. So this is the thing. Um, we, we, um, actually, uh, used to own gyms. We actually sold our, our, um, uh, our shares of the gyms, um, not just really recently. So we actually were dealing with clients on a daily basis and everything. And the thing is, is that for us, whenever we're coaching any clients that are going into the paleo, um, diet, if you can do it, if you can do the, you know, just knock it all out, eliminate it all, that's obviously the best, but for some people that's really difficult. And so our first thing right off the bat is getting out all the processed sugar because the sugar piece is the part that is the hardest to overcome. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can just do somebody in immediately. So, you know, we hear everybody talk about carb flu and it's a real thing. Um, it sounds weird, but what happens is when you first start getting rid of these things from your body, your body starts a detox process. And what happens is you can hit this point where you just feel absolutely miserable. You just feel like you have the flu, which is why we call it carb flu. Mm. And so um, to get over, you just have to push through that because usually that carb flu lasts anywhere from 24 hours to usually no more than 72 hours, maybe four days at the most. I've, I don't think I've ever seen anybody where it lasted more than two, three days tops. Um, but there's extreme cases. But the thing is, is at that point, that means that your body is actually making the transition from being a, um, uh, glycogenic burning engine to that. It's trying to move over to not burning sugar, but now starting to burn some fat. And so if you just keep pushing through that and just get through the, the fact that it, it's kind of painful, you actually get to the other side and you just feel a lot better. So the first thing we tell people if they honestly think they can't get rid of everything at one time is to do the sugar first and then go to the grains. The next thing is getting rid of all the grains and the gluten. Mm. Um, super highly inflammatory and so those are that's where we would say those are the first things to go and obviously we want to um just to make sure like particularly when you have kids it's really hard if your kids are already in a space where they are getting excess sugar or they're getting grains and all, all of that and taking that away from them is kind of hard so our recommendation for trying to get children on board is actually find a really good substitute, something that's really a good alternative that's healthier. It's not, it's not, we, we just believe you focused on, you focus on the good and not the perfect because obviously we want to get to the perfect. We want to get to where we have all the crap out of our diets, but in mm. all honesty, that's never going to happen. I don't have a perfect diet. I still have to, from time to time do things um, decide that I'm going to have something that's got grains in it 
because I actually want that or enjoy that or what have you. Yeah. And so I, t I mindfully make that decision and I mindfully know I'm how I'm going to end up paying for it and whether or not it's worth it to me. And then I make that decision. And so um, for children, it's really hard for them because if they were in this um, thing of where they're eating some types of grains or they they're getting desserts or they're getting excess sugars and that type of thing, it's, um, it, it's better to transition them out with good alternatives. So if you have a child that's um, really hooked on Coca-Cola, for, for instance, or Dr. Pepper or whatever the yeah. soda is, if they're hooked on that, switch them out to a, a Zevia, to a natural soda, because that's going to be a better transition for them. And they're not going to feel like they are being deprived so much because it's a much better substitute the process for there's no um, artificial colors, flavors, any of that stuff that's in um, Zevia. I'm a big proponent of that because it's just getting the small wins that make it a difference where you can actually move on to the bigger picture and really get their their them on board with um, actually taking part in and choosing and being mindful about their own diet and that they feel better and that they, um, and they want to feel better because, you know, the last thing kids want is to feel like crap and because oh. they want to go and play and they want to run and they want to do all of that. And so those are the things that we would say is make the alternative, um, bring in the alternatives. That's what they're for. Um, they, they're there to help you get in that transition time period there. It helps you get them from here to here. And so um, those are the things that I would do. There's so many options now, um, which we love. Um, you see it. You're going to see it when you come to PaleFX this year, which I'm super Can't excited about. Can't wait. <laughs> um, you're going to see so many really great alternatives on the floor. And this is the great thing. We bet every single exhibitor that's coming in, there's no banned ingredients that are on our floor. So when your kids are running around on the floor, they can actually take samples and you not have to be worried about what it is they're they're getting and they're going to love all the stuff that's on the floor. They're going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's so good. And so, um, then they're going to want that and, and there it is, it's a healthier alternative. And so, um, I, that's just my thought process is just go for those healthier alternatives. It's a better choice than what's currently, what maybe they're currently doing. And that's just an easier way to transition children into a better and healthier eating program. Uh, that, that's absolutely fantastic advice. Uh, and touching on paleo effects, so it is lit literally only a, a month and a bit away. Um, my wife and I are attending. <laughs> I can't wait. Bring, bringing the family across to Austin, Texas for our very first time. Um, look, this event is so exciting. I, I look at the, the lineup and it's the best of the best, the, the, the thought leaders in paleo, keto, ancestral health, functional medicine, like the likes of Dr. McCola, Chris Cressa, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof, uh, to name a few, Rob Wolf, Mark Sisson. Do you just get blown away at, at each event, like working with these these guests? It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I sometimes have to pinch myself that this is what I get to do for a living and that I get to um, bring together, like you said, the best of the best in, in the world in what they do and, and the fact that they are changing millions 
not just thousands, but millions of people's lives um, every single year. And that um, we get to be a small part of what they do and being able to bring them in is um, a real honor. And um, we feel very blessed that we are, we've been able to, to be able to continue to keep doing this. And this will be our eighth year and we're super excited about it. It's a, it is an, it's a stellar lineup. I mean, like it's a lineup that you can't see anywhere else. So we're excited. And I believe that uh, there's, there's opportunities to um, network and, and speak with uh, these guest presenters also, which is just unparalleled with any other kind of conference you go to. So that's, that's uh, amazing. So uh, any Australians that have time and, and the ability to get across, I'd highly recommend, uh, but I'm, I'm definitely going to do a follow-up from my experience at Paleo FX. So hopefully for, for years to come, more and more uh, Aussies will make the, the trip across there and, and hopefully more and more conversations will start in Australia around uh, these highly important topics as well. Well, and, uh, there is also, there's also talk I've heard through the grapevine that we've talked about coming to Australia. So it's fabulous. something we want to do in the next couple of years is be able to come to Australia. We're trying to really dial in what we do so that we can take it uh, on the road. It's, um, it's a, it's quite the beast to, to put this on here in our backyard and um but taking it um across the pond is going to be quite a feat so we want to make sure that when we do it it's right and it's at the caliber and level that we want to be able to present but yeah we'll, we'll i'm i know that australia is one of the places we'll be coming paleo effects down under yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> well, <awesome to> me. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, michelle norris thank you so much i'm Look forward to getting across there and meeting you in person uh, next month in Texas. And um, yeah, if, if people would like to find out more about Paleo Effects, is it uh, just to the website, paleoeffects.com? Yes, paleoeffects.com. Um, our Facebook page is um, uh, paleoeffects. And um, you can follow us on all social media at paleoeffects. And it's... Um, we have uh, all kinds of stuff going on. This is Paleo Awareness Month for those of you that might, uh, March is Paleo Awareness Month, something that we claimed a couple of years ago. And so um, we have a huge giveaway coming up. And so we'll make sure that you get all the links and everything, Chris, so that you can get that out to your followers and you could actually win tickets to Paleo Effects. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, uh, like I said, absolute pleasure. Look forward to seeing you and meeting you next month. Uh, and thank you so much. I know you've had a busy day. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I am honored to have been on. Thanks. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. If you love this podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Amplified Wellness Podcast and stay up to date with all the latest episodes.